Welcome to the Everything You Need to Know About Business That They Don't Teach in Med School podcast. Our goal is to demystify the business concepts of private practice medicine and put you on a road to success, whether you're starting a new practice or have been in private practice for years. We are your hosts, Dr. Jessica Jamison and Amy Reynolds. Thank you for joining us. Remember, if you enjoy the content, hit subscribe so we can continue to bring this to you. Let's talk about business coaching. Whether your business is just starting out and needs help moving in the right direction, or your brand is established but has hit a plateau, a business coach will assist you in creating a plan for geometric growth and unprecedented success. Ascendant Business Coaching is a tailored program where you receive coaching from both a practice executive and a physician who have a proven track record in creating successful medical practices. Check out our website at www.ascendantcoaches.com to schedule a free consultation. That's www.ascendant C-O-A-C-H-E-S dot com. Welcome to episode three, Financial Projections. The key takeaways from this week's episode are determine your production estimates, know your costs, and don't forget how long collections take. <laughs> so first and foremost, determine your production estimates. Um, I think that this is a little bit of a process, but e the easiest way to, to sort of determine this is to determine what your top 10 CPT codes are by frequency, and then define the reimbursement for these procedures based on payer contracts, estimated revenue based on patient volume growth, um, and really be conservative, right? So when we did this, we said, okay, if Medicare is our lowest payer, we're going to base all of our financial projections on only Medicare, because then we know if we get some commercial payers or some work comp on top of that, that's going to pay more then we're going to be doing better. So we want to be really conservative with this. We want to take all of your top 10 CPT codes and figure out how many of those you're going to see on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis, um, and try to consider any of these year over year expectations for changes for these CPT codes. I mean, we all know in things like ophthalmology where cataract reimbursement is going down, it seems every year, um, we seem to be uh, faced with Medicare cuts every year as well. And we know that there are some procedures that we do all day, every day that are continually cut every year. So it's kind of hard to project what that's going to be, but, but a conservative estimate is probably the best way to do that. I think it's also, yeah, it's just important to know that once you start a practice, it might be incredibly slow at the beginning. So don't be disheartened, just be as conservative as you can with these financial projections. So if truly you are planning on, if you think you can typically do at least 30 injections a week, I would still plan for only five because you never know and you wanna be conservative as possible. And that sort of leads us into knowing our costs as well. So the biggest thing with costs, and this is, this is what I think you really have to have a, a good, honest discussion with yourself. And so many physicians want a grandiose office and they want all of the nicest furniture and they, they feel like they need the biggest, the biggest office in their clinic should be for their 
their own office. Anyway, you can go on and on. And I'm being very general in making these assumptions. So please don't judge my judgments. But you have to be able to realize that it there's a lot at stake with opening a practice and it's expensive. And if you have the financing in order, then you're in good shape. And it might seem like a large number at the beginning, but really it it can go fast. So those initial expenses of office equipment, of medical equipment, of medical supplies, even all of the computers and printers and all the office supplies that you're gonna need, you really have to take an honest look at what will it cost to run our organization to get it off the ground? You have to look at the rent costs, the business licensing costs involved, advertising. You know, if, you have, if you've got a patient base that you know is going to follow you, maybe you don't have to spend as much on advertising. But if you're new right out of fellowship, you go into a new community, you want to make sure that everyone knows your name. And so, yeah about you always have to figure about 20% of your costs for a new small business need to be allocated to advertising and marketing expenses. So you've got phones, you've got utility costs, there's just so much at stake. So my, my takeaway with this is that you be very conservative on your projection for your production so think that I'm going to do as little as possible on the production side and then also estimate your costs to be as high as possible. That's a really good conservative way of making sure that at the end of the day, you're going to be able to have some money to actually pay yourself and and which is vitally important. And I think another big thing on costs, I mean, our number one cost as an organization is humans, right? And so when we think about how do you start a practice and who do I need, I think that um, I put together a, a, a pro forma based on uh, having a everybody I could possibly want to do this job. And then I put together a pro forma based on having, you know, one or two people, right? So there's a big difference between starting a practice where you are new to an area, you don't have a patient base following you, you really have to do the marketing. So in that instance, I would start with as, as few people as possible. I would have my front desk person checking them in and also rooming that patient and also doing the MA things and also potentially helping with authorizations and also checking them out and making scheduling appointments um, versus having one human for each of those spots, right? So these are kind of things that you'll have to decide depending on your practice, depending on your location, depending on your history in the field, these sort of things, um, what, what the best option is. But again, being conservative on all these things is, is hugely important. And then finally, don't forget how long collections take. There's an exercise in patience and sometimes an exercise in futility but mostly an exercise in patience. The collections will come. It just feels like forever. I remember getting, you know, the bank would send me a, a, an email every morning at you know, 4.30 in the morning about how much was going to be deposited into our account. And I would forward that to Amy every single morning at 4.30 in the morning. And it would start out with $500 that would be coming in. And, and it was $500 for a very long time. And so, um, you know, collections are typically 90 days out, sometimes even more, depending on, on what your payer mix looks like and depending on a lot of other things. So you gotta be patient. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more in, in the next session about how, how to sort of plan for this slowness as well. Um, but don't forget, collections take forever and they always will. 
And and that is the the thing to remember too. And we'll go we'll talk about credentialing more in future episodes, but that's where it all starts. Remember that your credentialing could take forever. And so you won't even be able to be paid by these by these companies. Um and by forever, forever, you know, 18 months is not atypical. Um, you can get yeah. some things a lot quicker, and, and we'll talk again in credentialing about how you can hold Medicare billing for a period of time and this sort of thing. But uh, the bottom line is you got to plan for the credentialing to take nine months up to 18 months, depending on your region, depending on the payers, depending on all that kind of stuff, too. Mm -hmm. So in conclusion for this week on financial projections. Number one, determine your production estimates. Number two, know your costs and know them well. And number three, don't forget how long collections take. As always, feel free to email us with thoughts, ideas, or suggestions at info at ascendantcoaches.com. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Thinking of starting a private practice? Not sure where to start or what to do? Join our Practice Accelerator course, where we walk you through the ins and outs of getting started. Sign up at www.pracxcel.com. That's www.praccel.com. Dr. Jessica Jamison and Amy Reynolds are not serving you as licensed professionals. They are not providing accounting, tax, legal, financial, healthcare, therapeutic advice, diagnosis, or treatment. As such, this podcast is for educational purposes only and should not be considered personalized advice.